0: Welcome to The Lighthouse Podcast, a resource created by Lighthouse Family Retreat to strengthen families that are living through childhood cancer. You will hear stories from families, educational information on childhood cancer, and most importantly, we will encourage your family during this journey. Christy, we are speeding through this month. It is hard to believe we are already just, we're past the halfway point in October. Um, So we're just a few weeks away from registration opening for our families—I can't believe I'm saying that—that are going to attend a retreat in 2022. So I I just can't believe that. And then we're also— are you ready for this? We are almost into the holiday season of 2022. I
1: know we're only a week or two away from seeing like the stores explode with all things Christmas. I can't wait. I love Christmas, and I really love decorating for Christmas.
0: Yes, yeah. I know you do. And, <laughs> and you know, Thanksgiving gives a bum rap because everybody starts thinking Christmas, and Thanksgiving is just such a fun fall. And
1: I do Thanksgiving. I just I can't wait for Christmas. I know.
0: <laughs> I know you do love. I know for a fact you've told you're the one that shared with me all the Christmas trees you have. Yes. And you told me about one, you have a Christmas tree in your bedroom. I told Jan yeah. Important. Well I told Jan that we don't have a live one, but when I shared it with her, she's like, Okay I can do that and so we put a little little fake See, tree. Yeah, I'm really in proud our room. to influence you in that way. Uh, yeah, with some lights and yeah. just a few decorations. We don't it's, it's a very just yep. subtle yeah. But so. you go to
1: sleep looking at a Christmas That's tree, right. you wake up looking at That's the Christmas right. tree.
0: So we have a new tradition because of that with you. We have a new tradition here at Lighthouse uh, at Christmas. We have an advent calendar and it's got scripture and prayer and some really great activities as well that families can do together. We started it last year and it's available for this Christmas season. We're gonna have This great what we call a Bogo, but it's a different kind of Bogo. It's a buy one, give one. Yes, we're going to be selling these advent calendars, and for every one we sell, we're going to give to a family that's going through childhood cancer this Christmas.
1: I loved when we did this last year for our first time. It's and it's a great gift for young families, especially. So you know, there's a lot of pressure on parents, especially moms, Mm -hmm. to make Christmas like extra special and do all the extra things. And I feel like this calendar is a great reminder of. Just the simple things you can do do to embrace the season, and it also it keeps your focus really on the meaning behind it all.
0: Yeah, you're right. There is a there's a lot. There is a lot of pressure yes, on moms, there is. right? Um, and nothing compares, Christy, to that pressure that single moms have. Yes, especially single moms that are going through childhood cancer, and that's why I'm so glad that we have today's guest back to talk to us about single moms and self-care.
1: Yeah, we introduced all of you to Rachel Menzoyan a couple of weeks ago. Um, she's a mom of two, she has two middle schoolers, Bray and Charlie, and she's been really happily married to Jimmy for four years, but several years ago, Rachel went through a pretty devastating divorce, and That whole experience has really inspired her to take her kids first of all they went on one of our retreats and I think I was on with them several years ago but also she really focuses her counseling practice on divorce recovery and difficult marriages so she has her master's in professional counseling she's a licensed professional counselor and certified professional counselor supervisor Hmm. so as Chris mentioned we sat down recently to talk with her about single moms and self-care a topic I know many of our moms who are navigating the cancer journey alone can relate to and I know that this conversation Conversation will encourage you all, so let's check it out. Rachel, thanks for joining us again. So we talked to you before about co-parenting, and you gave some really great advice and wisdom on how to make that easier, especially in the situation that our families find themselves in during like a medical crisis. And at the end of that episode, you mentioned a little bit about how important self-care is, and really. I want to delve in that. We've talked about self-care before, but I honestly don't think we can talk about it enough because I think there's this perception that self-care is like sitting around on the couch and eating ice cream and just treating yourself over and over again. But I don't think that's true. So let's talk about first what your definition of self-care is and why you find it so important.
2: I think self-care is really just being proactive about putting yourself first. And I think for a lot of people, that sounds really selfish. So I think trying to figure out what are those things that if you could put them in your routine, be part of your daily life, or just general habits, would fill you up with energy and joy and enable you to just be the best version of yourself. That's what I see self-care as.
0: And all that is so important, as a single parent, but it's also very hard. So how do you do that as a single parent?
2: So, so, so hard. So I actually learned how to take care of myself and do self-care when I was a single parent. So I can speak from experience. When I was married formally, I did not do this, I did not take care of myself, my kids were my priority, my marriage was my priority, everyone else was my priority. And it wasn't until I became a single parent that I realized that I could no longer do that without just completely falling apart. I was tired all the time, I felt like I wasn't doing well at anything because I was managing so many different balls and that's when it really changed for me. Obviously, I was seeing a counselor at the time who was helping me to figure all of that out. But it was when I realized that if I started taking care of myself, I actually could be a better version of myself. And that wasn't selfish for me, because I think we kind of live in this world of like do everything and be everything for everyone while neglecting ourselves. And that's really hard in the long run.
0: I've seen this in my own life. I've got people that I know in my family that f- they they did not do self-care uh, as a single parent and they didn't last. Uh, and they, and unfortunately their health got the best of them in their 60s and they could have lived much longer than that. But the lack of self-care, you just saw it year over year, over year. They just kept putting others first, others first, others first, which is great right? That mentality of others first. But you have to care for yourself, or it's going to ultimately, you're not going to make it.
1: Well, I don't think we often relate it to, like I said at the beginning, I think self-care has kind of a bad rap of like, you're just taking care of yourself and you're doing like frivolous things. I don't think we often relate it to like real mental, physical, emotional health, that it could harm you in the long run. And I think if more people looked at it that way, because as a parent, you're kind of, I don't know, society kind of, leans on you to just your kids have to come first and they should be first in everything and you should take care of everybody first. And so I think if we related it more to actual, like there's consequences, like Mm -hmm. concrete ones for not doing it, I think it would be an easier sell for people to take it and make it a priority. I agree. And you add in
2: as a single parent, just feeling guilty about the fact that you're a single parent and they don't have two parents in the home, that adds a whole new dimension, right? That mom guilt, that dad guilt of I'm already not providing a stable family for my kids and all those other lies you might be believing. So I need to make up for it in all these other ways. That's really hard to figure out time to put first for you. So that does not involve eating ice cream on the couch. No, it might. <laughs> it definitely might. But I'm talking about some more healthy uh, tools that might help you. And so there's kind of three things that I just tell people and they're one start the day with God, whatever way that looks for you that could be listening to a worship song, it could be Um, writing in a journal. It could be um, reading one verse in the Bible. It could be three to five minutes, but start your day with God. Two, I would definitely encourage you to get outside and get moving Mm -hmm. every day. So if you have a dog, walk the dog. If you have little kids, get outside and play with them um, and do something moving for you. Those are those things are automatically going to help you and they don't take a lot of time. So maybe 20 minutes total to put into your day. And I think it's really easy to do that. If you can wake up early before your kids are up and make it a priority. Um, And we're not shooting for perfection here. You know, if you can do it two days a week, one day a week. Awesome. If you can start off by one day a week, putting on some workout, shoes or one day a week, putting your Bible next to you (laughs) so that you think to read it. Those are really great small steps towards self-care.
0: I think those are great. You mentioned earlier as well, um, counseling. I would imagine that's a pretty important piece if you have the ability to tap into that.
2: Absolutely. I recommend, obviously, I recommend everyone (laughs) goes to counseling, but it is a financial strain. So a lot of times people feel like they can't afford it or they don't have time for it. So um, I'm here to say that your insurance might cover it or there are a lot of options where private practices offer interns or low cost counseling and to take advantage of that. And the time. I think if you put the time in, you're going to get that and you're going to get it back. So yeah. you're going to see the fruit of going to counseling for sure. Even if you just go once a month to start, I think it makes a huge difference.
0: Yeah. Even if you if you can't afford anything, if you're just at a place where you can't afford it and you don't have the resources I think one of the main values of counseling is just having the ability to talk and get things off your chest, so you're not bottling it up. So at least having somewhere you can go to do that. So if that's a friend or a family member that you can just freely share and 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 not be judged, because that's what I always feel too. And I've because I've done counseling and it's it's amazing um, is to know you're just sharing, you're not being judged. You're just you're able to share, and then you get some questions asked and get guided down a path that's going to help you think through some stuff, but. Even having that would probably be helpful, just to make sure you're sharing and not just keeping everything inside.
2: Oh yeah, community's super, super important, and having those close friends. You don't need a lot of friends; you need those one or two close friends that you can talk to about anything, and they're going to listen to you without judging you. And I would think for the listeners, it's really hard to make time to do that when you're managing having a sick child and single parenting, but making time to be with friends is really, really important. And I think that's the other part of self-care is I gave, I gave a couple of tips that I recommend to people to be proactive, but I think it's also taking the time to figure out what actually is something that brings you joy and brings you energy. You know, it could be doing a face mask or taking a hot bath once a week or you like to go ride your bike once a week or go for a hike you need to get outside or actually being around your friends is really important so you actually need to make more time to do that so what are those things they could last five minutes or a couple of hours that you could put into your schedule that are actually going to bring you joy and energy so that you can be better at life
0: yeah, I bet there's people that think, you know, they're listening and they think, oh, that's great, but I just don't have time. I just can't. And I just want to challenge people, try it, right? And if it if you don't notice anything different, which we know that's not going to be true, right? right. That's not going to happen. If you don't know anything different and you notice anything different, then so, so be it. But you're going to see something different. You're going to see something change in just how well you will be able to parent different and better because there's some refreshment that comes from that in your soul.
2: Absolutely. Everyone's busy, but somebody who has a sick child and single parenting, that's a whole nother level for sure. But I wanna encourage you, maybe there are some things that you need to let go of. So for me, I had to let go of always having a really clean house. I still had a clean house, but it definitely wasn't at the level that I would have liked it or maybe it's making homemade meals every night or making sure you're always playing with your kids when they're playing. I think we put a lot of expectations on ourselves of what we're supposed to be doing. And so I'm wondering if you just challenge some of those thoughts or what are some things I could let go of so that I could create some more time, I think would be helpful.
1: I love that idea. I love the idea of just being able to give something up to get something a little bit better. We've talked about some of the benefits. Let's list some other benefits. If you're trying to convince somebody, you have to make some changes. Like you've, you've got to take some time for yourself and it's not selfish. What are some of the benefits that they can, that, that are reasons to do this?
2: Well, I think you're going to have more energy and you're not going to be tired all the time. I'm not saying you're not going to be tired, (laughs) but I think that it's going to give you more energy. Um, and, you're going to not feel as tired. I also think it's gonna give you the ability to be more engaged with your children when you're with them. I think it's really easy to be feeling like we're going in a hundred different directions and we're with our kids, but we're not really with our kids. So I think um, you'll start to see that you're able to focus a little bit more on your time with your kids and be more deliberate with your time and have more energy.
1: Those are some pretty good reasons right there.
0: Yeah, who right doesn't, who doesn't <laughs> want more energy, right? And and you're not gonna, <laughs> it's not sustainable <laughs> from a cup of coffee, right? That's not, you, you need to, yeah, there's there's a, you've gotta not just manage the tension of it, you've gotta fix the problem, right? Yeah. And, and that's where rest and rejuvenation will will make it last and more sustainable.
2: Absolutely, for sure. And I mean, that kind of brings up some people have probably have some bad habits that they need to give up as well.
1: Maybe those are in the giving up category. So you have more time over here. So the kids sometimes are in your mind, maybe the things that are holding you back from self-care because you're sitting here going, but I have all these kids. What are some ways you can get your kids involved? Because I would think that this is something that would be a great thing to pass down to them, like the idea of self-care as not being selfish, as being part of your day or your weekly routine or your life routine so that they can grow up and h- kind of take that with them as well?
2: Well, I think a big key to that is communicate. There's nothing wrong to saying, hey, mom's feeling a little overwhelmed right now, so she's going to go walk the dog around the block. I'll be right back. Right. So it's it's communicating two things like I'm taking care of myself and I'm going to be OK. Right. I'm doing something that's going to make me feel better. I actually have seen this in my kids. My daughter has some amazing (laughs) self-care. And I think it's because when we went through our hard time, we kind of all had to figure out our different ways of coping. And so she she knows it's ridiculous, but she's got this crazy skincare routine she does every (laughs) night with her masks. And she just says, mom, it's what makes me feel good. And I like to do this for myself and it helps me not feel nervous about things. So I love that she's already kind of identified that Um, because self-care is not just proactive, but it's also in the moment. You know, when I'm feeling anxious about something, the first thing I do is go take a walk or start moving. Um, But for other people, it could be putting on some music and having a dance party with your kids. Right. So There are a lot of things that you could implement with your kids that also help you, but also teaching them like, it's okay for us to take time for ourselves when we're struggling.
0: Yeah, it's going to catch up with you. Whether that's high blood pressure, um, if you, uh, you know, if it if it leads to a not a great diet, then cholesterol issues, and there's just it's going to catch up with you eventually, even though you think it's not a big deal now. And again, just like we talked about in the last podcast, your kids are watching; they're paying attention, and so you're teaching them a lesson about self-care, one way or the other. Right. You're either teaching them how not to, right. or you're being intentional and in showing them the value of it. And so you've you have a choice in there on what on what you want to teach your kids because they're watching no matter what and they're learning. Even though you may not have an intentional message for them, they're picking up on it.
2: Absolutely. One hundred percent. And what better lesson to teach your kids that, you know, God made me and I'm super special, and I'm gonna take care of myself, right? So you want your kids to do the same thing. They want them to know how unique and special they are and that they need to take care of themselves. They need to see that model to them. Obviously, they need to see people model being selfless and giving, but there are limits to that. You know, you, you can't give until you're in a deficit.
0: That's right, you'll run it on empty. Um, and so for the person that's listening to you're worth it. Wherever you're listening right now, you're driving in your car, you're listening in the house, you're sitting in clinic, you might need to hear that today. You're worth it. You're worth the self care of taking the time to refresh, to rest, and to just be rejuvenated so that you can be a better version of you. You are worth it.
2: And to take it to the next level, what's kind of behind why you won't do it, right? Most of us believe some sort of lie, like, well, I have to make sure my kids are happy, or it's my job to make sure they never are uncomfortable, or um, it's okay, I'm supposed to take care of everyone else. There's something behind it usually of why we're not able to do that. So really to address the why won't I, why won't I do this? Why won't I start to take this step is really important.
0: Rachel, this has been um, super helpful, and I really hope that uh, our listeners um, can walk away thinking through, okay, what am I going to do different? Because uh, maybe they're in a spiral, and they need to step out of it and make a change, and that change involves taking care of them. A little bit, uh, and, like you said, this is little small baby steps it 's not going you know from one extreme to the other and then pouring everything into you and ignoring everybody right, um, but it 's doing a few things that are going to help them uh, each day that 's going to help them be a better version of themselves, be a better parent, be a better friend, be better in every in every sense of the word. so thank you so much for sharing these different tips, tricks and uh and just all the wisdom um i think it's it's going to be really helpful
1: i'm glad to help thanks for having me So again, I'm really thankful for Rachel's wisdom and her willingness to share from her own pain. And I feel like that was such helpful advice.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, got a lot out of it and missed her first conversation with us, you should go back and listen to that one on co-parenting. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. That way you'll get notifications when a new one comes and you won't miss any going forward.
1: Yes. And please, if you could share our podcast with anyone else you think could benefit from these conversations and don't forget to rate and review us too all these things can really help get our podcast in front of the people so we can continue strengthening families living through childhood cancer and we will see you later on the next lighthouse podcast